This will be 17. Mama, it's just want to tell you. I'm not upset with you or something, okay? It's a, that's yesterday is gone. Today's a new day. Last night, you, you wrote my name. One time written, it's gone. Don't worry about it. I did not write your name. Okay. You throw my name under the bus, for sure. Throwing a name and writing it are two very different things. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I know. You I'm trying to say it's, it's the same thing. I did not write your name. I know for a fact that Heather didn't vote for Nasir because it was me but I'm keeping my mouth shut. It's great to stir up chaos when you're on the bottom. It's perfect that they're fighting with each other. When I went to Evie, when she said your name, I was like, something is wrong. Do I buy that? I don't. I don't buy. What part don't you buy? I don't buy anything that you say now. It doesn't matter. I have my idol. I'm not going home today even. Ask Evie who she was told to vote for. Here, Evie, can yes. I ask you a question? Yes. When I asked you on your shoulder and knocked on your shoulder, I said, who are you? Oh yeah, ask Travel, you said, Vote You will say that. Thank I, you. I didn't say vote for him. I said, <laughs> you said Nasir. <laughs> Last tribal, I got caught trying to scramble. Wow. Oh, it totally backfired. I ended up with a big old on my back. So, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got a little lecture today. If you do something on it. Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, lovely family welcome once again to the bitter podcast we are a queer survivor super fan podcast as always i'm your host Derek grinding and q uh podcast co-host uh it's sam standish this episode was five by five uh <laughs> had a good time uh hi Derek. hi <laughs> um and also with us uh descending like a bug from uh the heavens uh, it is host uh, Bojack Horsepod and The Simpsons here, uh, then and now. It's Lindsay Wilson. Hey, oh, hello! I'm so excited to be here. Yes, Thanks for coming, Lindsay. Yeah, Thanks I don't know you. how I feel about that bug comparison, but I'm gonna take it. <laughs> Look, <laughs> anything <the> that <laughs> anything that comes into contact with Tiffany Seely is like godly to me. So yeah. that's a high compliment. Plus, well, the implications seem to be that Heather summoned this creature from some extra dimensional space. So it, it, there's a lot of good juju with this bug. Heather's <laughs> yeah, a witch. <laughs> the Bene Gesserit she did the is here. earlier this season. Do you remember when I was talking about that? She like she like made this like hand gesture at one point, and somebody like missed a shot or something in a different challenge. She is <laughs> a powerful, powerful queen. Very powerful. Oh my God! Someone that's. Someone needs to do like a super cut of, you know, top 10 Heather witch moments in the season. <laughs> yeah, the witch's coven had less than half of her power and there were three of them. <laughs> uh, but Lindsay, do you want to, since you're a first time guest on here, do you want to remind or let us know, and uh, the guests know, like, what is your survivor's story? How familiar are you with the show? Yeah, so I am one of those people who started watching in the finale of season one. Uh, oh. So I was like 10 <laughs> and watched that finale and was very excited about it. And then I watched kind of like all the way through until probably season 17 or something. And then I had a probably five year layoff at which time I went back and caught up on everything. And I think like I'm annoyingly familiar with the first like 30 seasons mm. and then the last 10 seasons or so I've just been like, meh, I don't need to memorize all these people. <laughs> I don't need to have like all the trivia. So like in, in hearing stuff about like, when has this challenge been done before? I'm like, yeah, I think like this is the Christian one. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I don't take it as seriously as I once did. But. I also feel that way about the first 30 seasons. Like I feel like they're like, like, well, one, 
the evolution of strategy has like re mm-hmm. put everything from those seasons back into my brain on top of all the times that I've seen those seasons. But also like I feel like I was much more engaged in mm-hmm. online communities, i.e. Reddit, uh, like <laughs> between like 30 and 33. So like everything that was discussed is like all of those past seasons. And then these recent more recent ones, I'm like, I've seen them. But like <laughs> I haven't I've never rewatched one that's like past uh Korong. Yeah. To my I heard that there was something about like so in the episode that we watched from last night, it was like, oh, they've done this thing of splitting them into five and five and having two tribal councils before in season thirty-nine. And I was like, oh, I choose not to perceive that one. That's why I forgot <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> they also did it in Ghost Island, I think. And but it's just like I cause like I remember one of those tribals previously. Like, I remember like that's the one where Elaine was like so uh, Elaine went out on this, I think, in season thirty-nine and she had that intense conversation, but otherwise I like don't remember what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I can't uh, someone named Elaine played Survivor apparently. Yeah. This is <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. Like this whole splitting twist, like it would be fine if there weren't like a twist every single week and if we hadn't mm-hmm. already like kind of seen this exact sort of thing literally two weeks ago but with like different i don't know i just want next week to literally just be a normal vote on survivor mm-hmm. is what i want i do feel like it throws off the momentum a little bit where it's like you don't know how these people would actually play in just a normal regular week it's like no it's how they would play with this extremely specific set of circumstances <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i also feel like I don't understand why they did this, but at the beginning of the episode, they were like setting up that there could be a power shift to just within the base dynamics of what was mm-hmm. going on on the cast. But then we didn't even see that happening because they had them split up. And so like all of the power players clung together because there was so much chaos going on. Well, exactly. Like if the ground is constantly shifting underneath your feet, it seems very unlikely that you're going to do anything risky. Like. Yeah, this is the conundrum that Survivor continually presents itself and never seems to learn the correct lesson despite literally everyone telling them <laughs> that you're doing the wrong thing. Um, but, you know, other than that, I think this was a pretty fun episode. I really mm-hmm. like that first tribal, um, and we can get into that. Uh, but let's, I guess, start from the top, shall I we? I just want to say that I agree that I, I enjoyed this episode and had a good time with it. Uh and I, I'm just complaining because I'm, that's what I'm, you know, prone to do. <laughs> Me too. What... No, I actually really enjoyed this a lot. I did swear a lot at the outcome of both of them, but uh, still. Oh, absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Two horrible, terrible losses. Yeah. Turning out to be a very iconic jury, I will say, though, so far. Yes. Yes. Well, it's, I just feel like no, almost no matter who the first three boots of the jury phase were, we would have had an iconic jury. Like, I just like I just have kept I've just been so happy with all of the people who made it to the jury phase. And mm-hmm. I just think it's a great cast altogether. Yeah, exact same. So which is why it's frustrating that they're not letting them just play Survivor. <laughs> you know, I agree. But anyway, let's, yeah, I agree. Let's start at the beginning. Yes. Um, so yeah, we get a little bit of, you know, post Tiffany, as much as we were mourning, so too was the cast, the loss of <laughs> Tiffany. Um, but it was more so about how angry Deshaun was with, I believe, Heather, right? He was mad at Heather, but also mm-hmm. mad at Shan um, for not communicating him to him in the way he needs her to, to use his phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's remarkable, like how many times this has been like a back and forth between Shan and Deshaun where it's like 
feel like often you get kind of one of these big rifts or moments of heightened tension and then it's hard to come back together. But it seems like they just keep having this over and over again and still somehow manage to work together. So I don't know if that speaks to like Shan's ability to win people back over or if they're both just like reasonable people. I don't know. And it's the same thing with Shannon Ricard too, where like they just keep having these uh, <laughs> seemingly impasses. Like they're like one of them is going to get their way, and then like they it seems like they should just have to go separate ways after that. But then they just like keep talking and working together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, and like Shan is obviously like, the focal point of both of those relationships, and I think uh, it is like she for whatever reason she is like extremely intense. And like makes people feel like they're being bulldozed, but she also manages to convince them to just keep letting her roll on. Like mm. that's pretty impressive, I will say. Yeah, we love her. <laughs> we love we love Shan, obviously, but I do I do love Deshaun. Um, I yeah. he like every time we've gotten him in the season, he's been great. Like I just I think that his now multi episode arc of <laughs> his pre preferences in communication is like so funny and specific uh and like i just can't think of another time we've gotten something similar to this in another character yeah it's a weird sort of repeated conversation they're having this idea of like deshaun doesn't feel like shan's talking to him in a way that he enjoys i don't know it's very weird it's like watching two like really smart people not want to admit fault on either side but like still trying to like convince the other person that they are genuinely sorry it's mm -hmm. it's weird a very funny dynamic like we talked about last week i do think it's sort of interesting like it's rare to see someone speaking about why they're upset in such an emotionally intelligent way <laughs> where it's like i'm reacting this way because you're communicating with me in a way that does not work with my personal communication style as opposed <laughs> to being like you're crazy and i hate you <laughs> you're right exactly um and i i kind of love it because it's like i said they just like intensely stare at each other mm -hmm. and they're like you are seen you are heard <laughs> and then but they leave they, they both <laughs> they both leave the conversation still like mad at each other yes. <laughs> because <laughs> even Shan, there's a part of, in this conversation where shan is like this is something i I really want to work on and i really want to get better at and even within this game like i want you to <laughs> they, they, they just keep trying to meet each other but uh they're just different people but that's what yeah. we love about survivor yes <laughs> uh uh so yeah so we get this whole uh post-tribal um, I think Heather is, you know, coming into her own as a star, at least in this episode, because she has some pretty incredible conversations with uh, Nasir in multiple parts of this episode, but especially at the beginning. Um, just so hilarious. I, she's trying to convince him that she didn't want him out. Is that what she was trying to say? Yeah, well, she was like, look, I threw your name under the bus, but I didn't end up voting for you. And that was, like, where she was, like, drawing the line, which, like, is true. But then, like, Nasir doesn't know that that's true because there was a vote cast against him. But Xander knows that that was his extra vote that was cast against Nasir. But Nasir thinks it was Heather's vote, I think. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a truly beautiful moment when you see Xander just, like, hovering in the bushes. Like, yes, I love what is happening. It's the best <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I just love Evie also. The Yasa contribution, mm -hmm. you know, they just keep on giving. Um, Evie, like, comes up. Heather's like, Evie, tell this, like, Nasir, or Heather's, like, clearly expecting Evie to, like, get her off of the hook. And Evie's like, oh, yeah, 100% you told me to vote for Nasir, <laughs> like, without any hesitation. It's just so perfect. Um, yeah. I, I, I just love, yeah. I also love in this scene, Heather is, like, um, in a confessional, she's like, 
yeah, I got caught sneaking, like, they caught me trying to, like, sneak around or whatever, and it's like, if you remember last episode, what happened was, they were all gonna vote, and then she stopped everything to talk to somebody else. It's not like she was, like, behaving in a spy-like fashion. She, like, (laughs) got up and moved around, and everybody saw it. She didn't get caught. She, like, showed her hand. (laughs) That scene killed me, too, for the exact same reason, Sam, where I was like, what do you mean got caught? You very specifically were like, Jeff, wait! (laughs) Let me cause a huge disturbance. (laughs) It's very... Yeah, she's kind of like the... um, Who's the Fox from Dora, Swiper, that kind of villain, who I guess just, like, announces their intentions to everyone, (laughs) and then it's like... Just oh, yeah. everybody this season that's literally everybody this season is just constantly being oh my god sorry motorcycle outside my house uh just like everybody is constantly telling everybody every single thing about their thoughts and feelings both from like a social perspective and a strategic perspective they're like i'm upset and i'm gonna vote you out because i am working with this person this is my these are my top two allies and so i have to vote you out <laughs> it's like you don't need to give all this information <laughs> I can't tell if Derek is frozen. Is can you see him or no? I I I don't know. He appears to be frozen. We can just talk amongst ourselves. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, Um. Oh, he's gone now. Uh, A difficult, a difficult piece of the internet podcast puzzle. Uh, Oh, he's back. Hello. Last thing I something we said. (laughs) That's quite enough out of you. I heard you say a motorcycle went by, and then. You started talking about how people were like telling each other everything, mm-hmm. and then we then we sort of just uh, vamped. <laughs> we really, <laughs> oh, really wow. didn't miss anything. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I will say I don't know if this is the moment where it happened. It might be later in the episode, but there's definitely a moment in here to your point where they're talking about like everyone sharing everything. There's a moment where Erica goes like, and it's no secret that Heather and I are really close, and I was like. It's not like this is the first time any of us are hearing this information. Like yeah. there were a few of those in this episode where it was like, obviously this is the case. And we're like, what? And like this is one of the few things we haven't heard all season. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, that is really frustrating. Especially, I don't know, like why are Eric and Heather so like kept from us as an audience? Because yeah. like I loved them this episode. They're both being like they're giving everything that I would want like a Survivor contestant to give. So I'm like mm-hmm. confused why the show feels the need to hide them from us. I, I, you know, I agree that I have really loved them and I, I think it, they would they make great TV. It's not like they've been like giving, because especially during the pre-merge, the Blue Tribe didn't need to have a storyline like basically at all. And when we went there, we really only heard from like a couple people and like we got enough that we like understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and they really probably wanted to use uh sydney early and like they had to use her in these pre-merge confessionals because she went as soon as the merge kind of happened so like now it's like I, I i agree that they've been invisible but like i get the circumstances that led to this mm-hmm. i guess whatever i just <laughs> you know i always am stumping for our girls you know who are out here being purpled um because that's just what i that's what it means to be a gay man <laughs> <laughs> don't i know it <laughs> um, but yeah so uh we also get speaking of erica though is shan suddenly has her sights on erica it has shifted from evie to erica um she wants all the e-names gone for whatever reason <laughs> um yeah and uh I, I forget what is her reasoning is she just thinks erica's really smart or something like that 
she's smart and she's you know someone like i i mean yeah like she's <laughs> they're like looking for people to target that are outside of their alliance and like at this point there's 10 people left and like at least five of them are in this alliance that they named they said that it was liana shan uh Danny, Deshaun, and Ricard. And so, like, there's not really that many people they could even target. Mm-hmm. Uh, last episode was Evie. Now she's looking to get Eric out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was something like, yeah, to your point, I think it was something like, she's smart and I don't trust her, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so she must go. Yeah. Um, but I feel like maybe Shan is like willing these people to get immunity because we saw the exact same thing happen with Evie last week. <laughs> oh my God, she's, she's like, a witch too. <laughs> she, <laughs> lots of witches on this season of Survivor. Good job casting. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously last week is Evie who 100% needed to go and then she got immunity. And then this week it's Erica who gets to have immunity as well. Um, with what I call the Natalie Anderson challenge. Uh, this is what I always think of. Um, Oh, true. It's the one where she spits on herself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic. Incredible. And she it's gets also... like pizza and wings, right? Or something? It's the, this is my favorite challenge in Survivor history where uh, we get the West Nail chicken nugget eating contest story where Jeff, for the first time, I think, ever seemed like genuinely taken aback by something <laughs> a contestant said. Um, <laughs> you get Natalie spitting on herself. You get Reed doing the splits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like pure chaos and everything I love about that season. But anyways, um, that's what this challenge represents to me. <laughs> and I think that this cha- this season as a whole has, you know, San Juan del Sur, Gabon, Nicaragua vibes. Like, I think that the cast is playing at a level of those casts. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, those are good seasons for that reason. <laughs> wow, I don't think they would appreciate that. <laughs> well, I can only go by what I'm seeing on the screen, and you know, it doesn't leave my strategic brain impressed, but I don't really care about my strategic brain. Yeah, very <laughs> highly entertained. Yes. <laughs> I really am glad that they have included this Ricard um hard of hearing scene. Mm uh i think that it's great like we we really have not had a lot of hard of hearing people on the show and especially like i like i know that they've had i i like that they've had these scenes i feel like that both um christy 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 it's christy and nina both had scenes about like being hard of hearing but it was so i and like it was it was uh just it showed a lot of like very negative aspects of that how it affects them um and i felt like like Ricard's scene here was more uplifting to the heart mm-hmm. of hearing like community as a group as opposed to like showing how everybody else is not looking out for like Christy and Nina. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree with that. I, I don't know if either of you have looked into this or if anybody knows the answer, but um, do we know if Ricard like weighed in on how this was portrayed or anything like that because i thought it was really cool and really well done but i was also thinking like i hope this is acceptable right the whole like mimicking like the idea yeah like like, here's what it sounds like for ricard or something Mm -hmm. i think he's i saw a tweet from him i can't i don't remember what the quote is exactly but he said that like that conversation was one of my favorite parts of being on the show or uh, something along those lines um so happy that ricard is comfortable sharing that way and also um from Ricard's tweet, he, Donathan from Ghost Island replied and said that he's also deaf in one ear and mm-hmm. he never said anything about it to the show or any of the his cast members. 
<laughs> oh, interesting. I love that. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. I I enjoyed that scene. Like you said, um, it's. I feel like the editing, for a lot of different reasons, is like trying new stuff this season. Um, but I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. uh, scene for sure. And like you said, like bringing up Christy, I believe she was one of the. She was she the first like mm-hmm. uh, deaf person to be on any reality competition so. show. So I, that's a cool sort of, I don't know, connective thread to draw back within the history of the show that we're like sort of revisiting it in a much more, uh, like you said, uplifting way. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like for Nina, it was like purely depicted as like negative. Like everyone was like so upset with her. Um, and Christy obviously was on a roller coaster editing wise as well. Um, so yeah. yeah, this was a really good scene. I mean, it's the, I, I don't want to get in the weeds of how Christy's been treated by the community, <laughs> so we don't have to. No, not at all. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think like, I think it does speak a bit to how contestants are being portrayed this season, where I think there is a lot more three-dimensional stuff going on here, where it's not just like Ricard is the hard of hearing contestant or whatever. It's like, this is just one thing that got dropped into episode nine or whatever episode this is. And like, he's a full, well-rounded character. And this is just one part of his story. And I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He also eats papaya without asking. <laughs> He's also a monster when it comes to etiquette. <laughs> that's depth. Gay yeah. people yes. can be bad people too. <laughs> we we we've been. That's what Survivor's main message has been since season one, episode Literally, one. Literally, that so is we're the message. Carrying on uh, that story. If there's one yeah. takeaway here. That's what it is. <laughs> gay men are evil. No matter what. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, we get to this challenge and um, I assume that the contestants were Im- immediately wary because we have these two different, we have the orange or yellow, whatever color they were, poles, mm-hmm. and then we have the blue ones and they get divided into two teams of five by dra- rock draw. Um, and like we said, it's the ghost island. Uh, like, you, did they do it? Island of the Idols too, you said? Ghost Island of the Idols. Yep. Yeah. Okay. This is also the Christian Hubicki challenge, right? Uh, yes. Yes. I saw also Mike White, uh, apparently, I don't remember that aspect of David versus Goliath at all, but apparently he like went really long on that. Don't remember that at all, but good for him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so there it's uh, two teams. And I think immediately everyone should be worried for Evie here uh, if they weren't already. Cause it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Three peop- yeah. Three people who are definitely working together and one person who like was, and now definitely does not want to work with her. Mm-hmm. They did a good enough job at the beginning of this episode reminding us of Deshaun and Evie's like connection where it was like there is some like um what's the word like <laughs> like, uh, like connection suspense suspense about who could possibly go home with like it could be Liana I guess but like I feel like they kind of screwed themselves over with the stew like with the reward being a part of this immunity challenge and then they were forced to show the that tribal second because like the first one had way more going on and like was way more exciting and suspenseful and like even though there's like oh like yeah maybe Deshaun and Evie are like gonna pull this out with Xander like it really does not hold the same weight as like the other tribe seems so much more chaotic 100% um I I don't really I really don't like this if we're gonna get ahead to um how the votes went down. Um, I really don't like this move for Xander, like many of his moves. Like, I just feel like, as always, I am thinking of Australian Survivor winner Haley Leak, um, who used um, everyone on her season knew she had uh, uh, like an immunity idol. She like found it at a challenge in front of everyone, um, and she used that to literally control a vote once by being like, 
I'm going to play this 100% on a person. Um, so you all need to decide who else you're going to vote out. Um, but then she didn't use it. So I, I feel like Xander, there's like so many uh, like smart ways to use an idol that everyone knows you have. And he just decided not to. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think protecting Evie here was in his best interest for sure. And he even seemed to think so in a confessional. I think there's a lot that could be said to that. Like, I, <laughs> like, I mean, I just can't begrudge him for not using this idol on somebody else when, like, he's immune and could, like, he could use it at the next challenge. And, like, mm -hmm. at that point, he's in the final seven then. And it just, like, it just gets him further when, like, it, I don't know. Like, Evie is clearly super on the outs. And so, I don't know. There's reasons to not play it. But I see what you're saying. He's already used his extra vote, right? Yeah, he used it on yeah. this year. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I was just thinking, like, if he plays it on Evie and then, like, maybe he can swing, like, Erica and Heather, then it's, like, a 4-4. Four, four. Like, right. I well, know. I don't think he... I, to me, I'm like, I like don't use the idol here. Just, like, present that as, like, right. I'm going to and yeah. force the other three to maybe pick someone else out right well like, there's that beautiful moment with liana where he sort of says like yeah i might play it on evie maybe and where liana's like give me your idol for no reason <laughs> <laughs> he should have yeah both both sander and nasir had people be like can i have your idol <laughs> like, oh my god why, why, the would, I do, one why killed would anyone me? do that <laughs> I mean, well, he's not using it, so why not? Before yeah. we, does anybody have uh, other thoughts on the challenge itself? Like, seems normal. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just wanted to before we push past, we just wanted to see, just check in, just to sense the sense the room, communicate effectively <laughs> with people to make sure I'm getting hearing people's yes. voices. No one spit on themselves, so it was a whatever challenge for yeah, sure. It's worthless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like Erica, like I can't say that I blame her for like not trying to hold on longer. Where it's like <laughs> I know do for these people who hate me. Like <laughs> literally. I love that. Like while Jeff is saying, but she's still competing to like get the stew. She's like already she's like, letting Meh. go. <laughs> she's like yeah. has one foot off, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, um, allegedly the world's greatest stew, though, according to them. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Yes. Xander I was, mean, like, very excited about that stew in a way that like, I don't think anyone ever has been before. Yeah, I don't know. Does he think that they were sponsored by stew? Like, I get <laughs> when people are like, I love Applebee's. I go to Applebee's every week with my family uh, because, like, that's, you know, they're playing up for TV. But, like, are you working for big stew here? Like, why, Xander? <laughs> okay, why? but... I would so much rather have stew than Applebee's or grilled cheese. That's not uh, even a question, and, of course. And so yes. <laughs> I can definitely understand his excitement and why he would, ha had so much verve for the stew. Stew is, <laughs> I mean, stew is a soup, and soup is one of the, not one of, it is the best kind of food in the world. So I definitely mm, understand where he's take. coming from with uh, his stew excitement, his stewing <laughs> on stew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's two big takes in one. You know, yes. stew is soup, and soup is the best. I didn't know that you were such a soup apologist. <laughs> apologist? I <laughs> soup is so good. How, well, who could complain about soup? <laughs> There's the best food in the world. <laughs> I think so. I look. It's got ramen. It's got chili. It's mm. got stew. It's like it's got pho. Like, come on. I 
We're uh, counting all of those as soup. Whatever. We don't need absolutely. to. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, we get these two groups. Erica is safe and Xander is safe. Um, and so at first it seems like at least it seems, uh, well, who do we go to first? We go to the stew tribe first, yes. as we'll call them. Um, and there's this sort of debate, like we said, between um, whether Deshaun will go with Evie, who he has like this other pre-established relationship with, or he's, if he's going to stay uh, with the POC Alliance. Um, and I do think this is very much like the editors like trying to create tension, like you said, Sam, to be like, oh, don't worry, there may be a chance it's not who you think it will be. Um, but I think the fireworks definitely are more so on the non-stew tribe. <laughs> Because earlier in the episode, they're like, I think the four of us need to talk. I think the four of us need to talk. Oh, yeah. That's uh, really and so, funny. like, it really, like, they are they, they are on top and they know they're on top, and that's great. But, like, it really makes it hard to, like, believe that Evie's not going home here, which is, it, you know, it's fine. I just wish, I just wish this five thing, five on five thing wasn't even happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and we could have avoided this in the first place. But uh, I, you know, RIP to Evie. Uh, love ya. <laughs> See ya on an all star season. Definitely. I agree that like I super wish that this wasn't even happening, but like, do you think it would have been better if they had let them stay all 10 on the same beach at least to like maybe influence one another's strategy or do you like that they split them up like this? I prefer, I wanted them to all go back together. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's a lot more interesting, honestly, than like Mm -hmm. splitting them up. Um, because it's like that doesn't mix. I don't know. Like there's a merged tribe now. Just let them be merged. Yeah. Like what does it hurt to let there be some communication other than to have that moment of shock when it's Nasir sitting there yeah. uh, when they come in? Yeah, and I didn't even really love that. <laughs> like I, like I was saying, it just made it like I just feel I maybe they could have split them five and five and like. I mean, this is the exact same thing they did at 12, but, like, only had one of them go to tribal or something? Like, like they could have done an immunity challenge and that would be it, but I guess they, they've they got to speed up this game. That's going, yeah. they're, they're down to eight on day 18 of 26, so mm-hmm. got to get through some people. Yeah, and I don't know what they did when they did it on Island of the Idols or whatever. Like, I don't know if they brought them all back to strategize together or if they kept them on separate beaches. I couldn't speak yeah. to that. Yeah, that's the only season I never watched the back half of. So I will never know. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way to find out. <laughs> there is no way. And if you try to tell me, I will not listen to you. Choose not uh, to perceive you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get this uh, other tribe, which uh, has Nasir, Heather, Erica, and Shannon Ricard, right? Those are our five. Um sounds right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, there's no way of knowing. Um <laughs> But yeah, so, and uh, Heather at first seems pretty, like, dejected, thinks it's going to be her. Um, but then Ricard sort of, like, throws them this lifeline of, like, well, actually, I want Nasir to go out because finally someone on this season realizes that having all these advantages in the game is, like, not a good thing. Um, so uh, he decides to present the idea of, well, I'll just vote with you two and we'll take out Nasir here. Um which I think is a great move. I think it makes a lot of sense, um, especially since he seems to not like the way Shan operates and is always like dictating to him. So I think this is this was a good spot to make a move here. Yeah, and especially on a like it is around where like 
you should just be going with whatever people are going for. And I just, I think it's, I think there's a really, there's a running theme this season of like people in power are like mad that they're getting their way, but not in the way that they want. Like we had the thing where Liana was so upset that Voce went home instead of Xander, but then it's just like, okay, but like you didn't go home and your alliance is still in power. So like, <laughs> why do you, why does it matter this much? And like, this is another thing where like Shan just like, uh, refuses to give in on like what she wants to have happen, even though it's like it, they both need to go eventually. Like you and Ricardo are working together, so like, it, like, it's, it's like, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Right, and she did seem like shocked too when it like the Nasir votes were, were being read. So I don't really understand. Like, did she think? Like, I I have no idea what she thought because she like wasn't like OMG like it's Nasir. She seemed to be like, yep, okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was also like a unanimous Nasir vote out. Like she also voted Nasir on the revote. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't understand why one she used the second vote at all, and I guess maybe to guarantee in case it was like uh, those two do something wacky and it's her. Yeah, Mike Bloom had a good like breakdown of this. He called it like his favorite low key move of the season or something. Oh, where he he was saying like, and it it was a good explanation for me too because I was like, why did she use the extra vote? But so what he was saying was like let's say Nasir played his idol and the other two did something unexpected, then one of them's going to go home. So they need to make sure there are at least two on Heather as well. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Um, so never mind. Shan's a genius. And <laughs> I'm sorry I ever doubted her for even a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, why would you do that? Like, why would you vote for two different people? Why not, like, guarantee? And then I was like, oh, he also has an idol and there are two other people that you're not super working with. So, yeah, right. I think it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it that way but it's not so intuitive <laughs> no it's for us for us dum-dums and you know <laughs> we're not all shan level uh survivor thinkers unfortunately um but yeah so uh this tribal was so fun um not just because tiffany is looking gorgeous not just because heather summons a bug not just because heather's also giving the performance of a lifetime um but also because you know um something crazy happened here mm-hmm yeah, it's hard to beat. <laughs> I I mean I'm I'm like you were saying before. I'm glad we're getting so much more Erica and Heather. And I mean, if it took a scene where only five people existed, I'm I'm down. Like <laughs> I think that Erica and Heather are great, and I think that they're like very they they're still popping off screen. And I uh, think that it's great to see them. Like because I feel like a lot of people would see Heather and just like kind of assume that she's not playing the game or whatever because people are against moms in survivor but like it's like I, every time we've gotten heather so far like she, she's been shown to be strategically thinking and like part of the game and so i'm glad that we're finally like access to like what is going on with her mm-hmm. i didn't feel like the editors like did heather dirty when it was like that one line they got from her at tribal council a couple of weeks ago where she's like i don't even know how to like string a sentence together and it's like oh well probably not great confessionals <laughs> She also then, swears a lot, so yes. <laughs> everything she's saying. That's my thought is like maybe she they don't show her purely because she is literally getting like bleeped out every other second, which <laughs> th- to me that's like all the more reason to show us Heather. But you know, what do I know? You'd think Sydney would have had that problem as well. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Surely we could have lifted one Sydney sardonic I like girl boss 
confessional and put in <laughs> one more Heather one, please. You would think so. Yes. If they had to, I mean, look, if they had just included Heather's dream sequence, uh, I we would have gotten the Heather scene about Sydney, and they could have had that there. Perfect. Exactly. It would have been the best of both worlds, but you know. Whatever. But then um, fans might have uh, thought that maybe it was Heather who put the target on Sydney, and we couldn't have that. <laughs> have someone know. thinking Heather was in charge. <laughs> or had any sort of, like, motive, or was it in the season at all? We can't have that. <laughs> no, was no, even no. here at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I do, I loved that weird moment where she, like, like we said, like, she points to the sky or something and is like, Q idol or whatever the the world's largest bug that bug was humongous landed on poor tiffany um as always a scene stealer no matter what even when she can't speak um, tiffany handled that 1000 times better than i would have there would have been screaming oh my god yeah flailing she just like very calmly is like oh dear and then just like flicks it away <laughs> what? she's Not one with the earth and nature itself she, I, I you know she's that, that just makes sense to me yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love Heather's acting here too, where she like tearlessly puts her <laughs> hands in her, her head in her hands. Uh, it's it was very much um, I don't know if either if either of you are watching Canada's Drag Race, but uh, there's a queen on there who did some tearless wailing at one point early on. It was, was very reminiscent of that to me. Yes, we love a tearless wail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so this is, you know, we lose Nasir and he gets to just walk on over to the jury bench, I guess. Yeah, I was devastated. I love Nasir so much. I feel like we haven't given him enough credit in this episode yet. But like, oh my god, what a joy. I love Nasir. <laughs> He's great. Every time we, I feel like this was like all of the uh, Blue Tribe, like I like every time we go to them, they're great. <laughs> but we just didn't really see them that much. Like Nasir is such a great blinding light in season 41 we mm -hmm. love nasir that is nasir uh i like from episode one we've enjoyed and loved and uh hope that he gives great jury face and i'm sure that he will yeah i'm sure he'll be back also i, I would we love that hope. yes <laughs> um and so then we move on to our second tribal which like you said a little less exciting uh, mostly just because you know the majority lines stuck together and they took out the person who was very distinctly on the bottom mm -hmm. and has been for several episodes <laughs> yes <laughs> also a huge bummer so sad to lose evie i know i was 100%. really hope yeah i was really hoping that evie i feel i don't know we were talking earlier about like what if i mean like if this twist didn't happen and this was just a normal round where all 10 were just voting together one person's immune i'm like trying to figure do we think evie could have like slid by another week like what do we think it looked like who do we think goes home this week if not for this weird twist I think so. Like, I, she had someone in the Power Alliance who wanted to work with her. And, like, there are so many other options for who could have gone home, especially if Shan is targeting Erica and mm -hmm. then Nasir. Like, I just, like, I don't think that Evie would go home here, like, w without this twist. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I feel like if we're just saying, you know, Xander is immune again because he lasted the longest on this version of it like i yeah i could see shan deciding erica needs to go and deshaun being totally cool with that because he'd prefer to keep evie around longer. and liana like doesn't like Ev like doesn't want to work with evie but still would probably want to keep evie over most other people outside of their alliance so like i just don't think that the decision would be made to take out Evie here yeah no i agree completely i think like 
to your point, like I'm sure that Xander would have won that. Erica's up for grabs, and I think he can swing more people on Erica pretty easily. So yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe Heather could have pulled together some some <laughs> some sort of hat trick the way she did here, you know, with that amazing acting. Um <laughs> but yeah, so we lose two, like you said, two really amazing people. Um, but you know, looking at this cast, like you said, Sam, it's like I feel like we're just gonna keep losing people we love as we keep going. Um yeah, I mean, because even the people who I don't particularly care for would still be sad to lose. Like, I just feel like there's no bad people here, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. The thing with this week is that these two are two of the ones that seem the most, like, jazzed to be there and are, like, <laughs> really loving the experience and are just so happy every time they're on screen. It's like, oh, that sucks that they're both gone, but I'm sure everyone else will rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. I think everyone here is, like, a super fan, but those two were, like, taking joy in it whereas there's some people on this season that are like having a rough time whether it's just you know other contestants or whatever is like making things a little uh more tough but yeah. you know i'm excited and next week it seems to be uh like they're coming for deshaun i guess i don't know um the preview was a little interesting like i feel like it's pretty rare for us to get these previews where like we just are told pretty distinctly these are the two people who may go home next week <laughs> And oh, but like yeah. they do this, and then the next in the next episode, it'll be like actually, it's <laughs> uh, it's it's else Annie. Annie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tiffany re enters and then leaves again. Like, <laughs> we couldn't bear that heartbreak again. No, <laughs> I immediately felt horrible even thinking about it. Um, but yeah, so but like I said, I love this episode. Um, Lindsay, uh, do you want to give any like concluding thoughts on this episode? Uh, before maybe you join us for Edgic talk. Yeah, I think the I think the only thing we didn't touch on that I also found very funny was Liana inexplicably being like, "I hate Xander's face." <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Literally, Liana is getting so much hate for being one of the most incredible characters of the season. Like, <laughs> she's getting yeah. hate for this? Absolutely. Like, Ugh. this is Courtney Yates. Like, I don't know what pe people are like. Oh my god, we love Courtney, and then like Liana is doing this, and it's just like she, it's so funny how much she hates her old tribe. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious, and I hope it never stops. She is so funny, and I love the unbridled passion with which she wants to get Xander out, and just like it's it's like I mean it's kind of like. Spencer with the football or Charlie Brown with the football, but they always talk about Spencer being mm -hmm. Charlie Brown. And it's like, she just keeps trying and trying and trying to get out and it never happens. And it's like, this is good. We love when like rivalries build, like people need to stop complaining. We love Liana. And like in her defense, like they are now at final eight and he still has an idol. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, and mean, no like one, he's... yeah, no one seems to want to even like go for him. I'm sure yeah. that's like super frustrating for her. Totally. I get it. Yeah. And she, you know, she's not, it's not like she's being rude to his face. She's still like strategizing with him and like trying to see if things can work out with him. Like last mm -hmm. episode, she was going to work with him to get Evie out and uh, then Evie won immunity. But like she's, it's, she's, she's being funny about it. But like she's not like totally against this man remaining alive. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just Evie who they wanted to disappear from the face of the earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's probably, the hate is probably because Xander's Reddit's golden boy. So, you know, they're always ready to hate, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so Lindsay, do you want to join us for Edgic uh, this week? I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Do you do Edgic? 
happy to sit here and pretend I know things. I know what things stand for, but it's not I like I uh, will have anything super insightful to contribute. Well, you will fit right in. Great. Uh, Great. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we do that, Lindsay, do you want to remind the people where they can find you on social media, uh, et cetera? Absolutely. So re-social media, you can't find me, uh, but <laughs> you can find my other podcasts, uh, BoJack HorsePod with the great Kirsten McInnes, and that's at BoJack HorsePod. Sam Stanish recently joined us, so check out that episode. Is that this week's episode that yeah, just came was, out? Uh, yeah. If you're listening to this the day it comes out or the next day, uh, I am on the most recent episode of BoJack HorsePod, yeah. and it was a very fun time. So much fun, yes. And then uh, alternatively, you can also check out The Simpsons Then and Now. We do an episode, like an old episode and a new episode and talk about common themes and stuff. So big back catalog of those episodes you can check out if you are so inclined. Hell yeah. Uh, Sam, what about you? Where can people oh, find you? baby, I'm at Sam Sanish on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow this podcast at Peter Drew's Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Derek. Yes. <laughs> well, you can follow me <laughs> at Rain Derek's on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow my other podcast with our dear friend, Christine Palin, uh, The Shadow Play Gaze, where we talk about the 1997 anime revolutionary girl, Utena. Uh, we took a week off uh, because Christine is, you know, chugging away up in the Great White North doing doing school. Um, and But we will be back next week um, to talk more about anime, which is, you know, kind of like The Simpsons. Yeah, yes. So much in common. But yeah, so I guess we can start uh, our Edgic segment. Um, I guess, Lindsay, do you want to, I guess, give us a rundown of like, how much do you pay attention to the edit? Like, are you ever looking out for like winner's edit? What are your thoughts on this season so far in terms of that, uh, all that? Yeah, so I think I like, I think at a certain point when you're so weirdly obsessive about watching it you can't help but be like ah that's something like you can't help but read into it at least a little bit so like last night when Nasir is like I'm in a great spot and I know I'm in a good spot I'm like damn it like oh don't do this like (laughs) you kind of know that like where the sort of death knell moments are and that was one um definitely earlier in the season I was very very much me and everyone not a hot take to be like Shan is getting a very strong winner um Now I think I'm like a little bit less confident in who I think is going to win. I think last night was a really good night for Ricard edit wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think I'm probably pretty strong on the Shan edit of it all. But the, I mean, last night was a little little tougher, maybe. <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, it's well, I don't agree with on this. Like, I don't think I I'm not supportive of thinking Shan is winning at this time. But mm-hmm. I like it's, it's very confusing. And I agree that I think Ricard is on the rise. Um, but I feel like now for the past two weeks, Derek and I have gotten on the same page of who we want or who we think is going to win. And then immediately they get sent home. Um, and so I'm hesitant to ca- cause our own curse uh, on <laughs> deciding who we think is going to go home next. Um, but like, yeah, like we kind of thought it was happening and then they went home. And so, mm-hmm. but like I kind of now I'm sort of at the end of my rope. Like I'm, there's eight <laughs> people left. I don't think it can be like Heather or Erica or Danny, certainly. Yeah. I think Deshaun's um, doing pretty well. Yes, mm-hmm. I completely agree. And then I'm sort of like, well, then why didn't we hear from him at all for the first four episodes? And, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just like left with Ricard, Xander, uh, Shan, and Liana. And Liana's definitely not winning. So I'm sort of like, <laughs> is it Ricard? But then I... I, I 
I, I feel like he had an I feel like it was okay, but it was all centered on Shan in the beginning, and now but they're like at war, and I just like I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to know. You know what I know? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like really lost right now. Um, because like we said, I was like heavily on the Tiffany train. Um that came to a screeching halt. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? Maybe it's Evie. And then like 10 seconds later, Evie's gone. Um, so I I really don't know. Like you said, this is a really good episode for, for Ricard, but I feel like that's like the case with like Xander too. Like both of them had these and Deshaun, like their pre-merges were like very much not winner pre-merges. Like they like nothing about them to me it was winnery to the point of like I had them pretty eliminated, and I still do, because I feel like I don't know. They just don't edit winners, but especially men winners this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm just like, okay, but then like that leaves like no one except maybe Shane. Like to me, I'm like, <laughs> maybe Shane literally is just, they're just doing the Tony thing, but with Shane. Like maybe that's it. But I, st- I can't bring myself to believe that. <laughs> I, I just like could not possibly even. I mean, I couldn't actually say this subjectively, but I just feel like if the same edit was given to a man, I would have them out of contention too. Like, <laughs> I just feel like she is shown, there's just so many flaws that like, just so many more flaws than other, like pretty much every other contestant, like even the more invisible ones, like they have a large glaring at it that they are invisible, but it feels like every episode we're shown reasons why chance not gonna win like this whole thing with nasir and like just like every conversation she has with Deshaun makes me be like oh this is like not good for our girl <laughs> uh and i just feel like ricard doesn't have a lot of that kind of stuff like i feel like ricard i feel like ricard is now my person who i think is gonna win i just feel like he and I don't know. I, I probably should go back and rewatch every episode if I actually wanted to get all extracurricular <laughs> about it. Um, but I just feel like he's had good. Um, I'm, my mind is just flashing in the back of my head, like from JD, where JD's read on their relationship was that Ricard was the one in control and like uh, as a part as opposed to Shan. And I, I don't know. I just feel like it's I feel like now Ricard is the best bet. And then that'll mean that he'll go home next week. <laughs> yeah that sounds about right um yeah i i just i don't know i'm starting to think maybe this is like their season where they want to like literally break edgic so now i'm like maybe it is fucking heather like i'm I'm, like on the like horseshoe theory end of it now where i'm like maybe is they like intentionally made the winner the absolute worst edited person on the season and that's what they're going for here i really don't know um i'm hoping maybe without like the evy like I don't know. I feel like I was like looking for like, okay, well, if it's not Tiffany, then like who was the closest to her that I could latch onto? And I feel like I've lost that in Evie. So now I'm hoping next week at least gives me a little more clarity about like who the fuck is winning this season. I think the thing with Shan, like in terms of what we are seeing, it's a lot of like, look, she's struggling to get on the same page with a lot of her allies. They're all saying she's hard to get along with or like she's not communicating the way they want. And like she always ends up back on the same page with them eventually, but we're never seeing that. So even mm-hmm. if she's like masterfully doing it, it seems like that's something we would get to see if they really wanted to like bring it back to why she won. It would be like, look, what a good job she did with these people. And then I think like just to briefly touch on the Xander edit, I think like we're repeatedly being shown like, wow, like the nerve of this guy that he like <laughs> never plays his idol and he never feels like he's in danger. And I think that's all 
unfortunately quite positive given that it's like look the most diverse season ever this white man is doing really well <laughs> literally the only white man left in the game and he's like the hero yeah that we're supposed to be rooting for <laughs> tough. very tough it is but i do also think that we i just don't think he's gonna win like no, i feel like no, i can say that pretty confidently just because i feel like like i said his pre-merge was like too many multiple like dodo moments and also like i just i don't know i feel like everyone like we get these like weird little like negative like obviously i don't think liana would ever vote for xander <laughs> to win um i just i don't know i can eliminate people but then when i'm eliminating them i realize i'm just i've eliminated everyone so <laughs> i'm just really confused i agree that xander has a lot of flaws but to draw comparisons to gabon and nicaragua like i just feel like if this kind of person with this kind of game is gonna win like they Okay. It's not going to be through their masterful play. <laughs> like it, it's like they're going to show that they are, are social, you know, which be... they have not with Xander. <laughs> like they've shown people <laughs> hate Xander is the problem. Yeah. And, and also Fabio's, if you go back and watch Nicar rewatch Nicaragua, um, not, Fabio's first episode is like incredible. It's like almost like to me, like Sandra Pearl Island's level of like, the, your winner is right here, episode one. Yeah. Here they are. Like, um, so I just don't see that for Xander. I'm pretty sure, like, he just, like, pops in, like, two-thirds of the way through the first episode, if I remember correctly. Like, he doesn't get a good intro at all. I just don't, I don't see it for my boy Xander. <laughs> That's another positive about Ricard. Like, he does have one of those personal packages in the premiere, mm -hmm. so... Uh, I feel like that's good, and I feel like we're running low on people who got that. <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, that's really my, my, the sum total of my edgic thoughts are like, ah, oh, that's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Glad we're on the same page about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, drop the four, keep the huh, is, is the theme <laughs> of edgic this season. So um, uh, do either of you have any other concluding thoughts, anything else you want to put out there? Any wild guesses, maybe? <laughs> Sam's having I, a brain blast moment. It just feels like this Alliance 5 we heard about today, the Deshaun, Danny, Liana, and Shan and Ricard Alliance are going to get down to Final 5. Ricard mm -hmm. is going to win immunity and fire making and win. I, I, that's my, <laughs> that is my prediction at the point. Wow. I could see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Lindsay, any any concluding thoughts before we uh, head off into hopefully a normal last week of Survivor next week? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. This was really fun. Very nice to hear both of your thoughts about all of this. And thanks so much for having me on. This was great. Yes, of course. Hopefully not the last we get to talk to you about Survivor. Um, anytime, anytime. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, um, thank you both for being here. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. And uh, see you all next week. Bye. Bye.